that have a niche. You know, it's, it's so important to have a niche, even a micro niche, because like many, many, business, uh, many, many business people, we, I was afraid to lose customers. So what, what it then, it led me to be a generalist. So for instance, we do localization services. We translate from English into many languages and many languages into English. Um, the, having a speciality, now I realize is so important, not just for, for my industry, which is localization, but for anything. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups in the seven and eight figure businesses, as well as a founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. And if you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com and we're always here to help. Now, today we have another great guest on the podcast, Levent Yildiz Gorin. And I'm sure I slaughtered the last day, but I tried by No, bad. no, that was, that was good. That was good. <laughs> uh, but Levent was a Born in Turkey, grew up in the UK, um, studied and learned in university for about a year, uh, had an opportunity to uh, come up to work in the print trade, so uh, decided to go uh, go down that path, gave him a lot of understanding of printing, was in the printing business for about 15 years, um, decided to join his wife's business and made the leap over the span of a couple weeks. Um, the timing wasn't the best. The UK was in a recession, had two small kids, but didn't think about it at the time. Decided to go for it anyway. And then was uh, when the, uh, it was a language translation service, if I remember. And uh, then yep. the business had about 10 employees. And then there was a, a ski accident um, that uh, came along and uh, gave them a bit of time to reflect, um, explored a few other opportunities. Now with COVID, I uh, decided to get into about a bit of podcasting as well as writing a books and uh, jumped or jumped into that, stepped back from the wife's business a bit, but still does a bit of that as well as uh, consulting for other businesses. So with that much as introduction, welcome on the podcast, Levin. Thank you. Thank you, Devin. Glad to be here and thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So I just took a much longer journey and condensed it in the 30-second version. So let's unpack that yeah. a bit and uh, tell us how your journey got started uh, with being born in Turkey and growing up in the UK. Well, very much, yes. I was uh, 18 years old when I came, when, I was, when my parents sent me to the UK to continue with my education. That was, I was 18 years old and, uh, and you know, I did my uh, A-levels and then started working in the uh, printing trade and loved it because it was all um, all before the digital age. So I had a chance to learn all the kind of the, the theory, science behind it. It's not just pressing buttons, but more like the, all the theory and what the color is, what it means, how does print work. So so it was it was great fun. I did a bit of uh, production management courses. Uh, so I educated one, myself. One question before we get too far into the printing business, because you, you, so you grew up in the, in Turkey, uh, or and then or born in Turkey, grew up in the UK, and then you went and studied at university for about a year. What made you decide, hey, you know, rather than continuing on down the university path, you'd instead get into printing? Well, actually, I never, I didn't end up going to university. It was, um, I did all the preparations, like the, what, what they call in the UK A-levels. That's like almost like a university preparations. But then the job opportunity came up and then it was too, 
too exciting for me to 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 miss it. And uh, and also I felt a bit bit guilty because you know it was costing my parents a lot of money uh, because they were earning the money in Turkey and then trying to finance it in, in the for for the UK education with the exchange rates and everything. I felt a bit guilty and and when that opportunity came up, I didn't think too much about it. So I just just grabbed it and and uh, and I'm I'm glad I did because um, it was um, opportunity of a kind of lifetime because it enabled me to understand everything in print and it it pretty much uh, laid the uh, foundation for what I will do next in my life. Oh, and that, that's in awesome. that respect, I'm not I'm not regretting that. Well, good. It sounds like it turned out to be uh, definitely a great opportunity. You know, it was one where, you know, you had different plans and I, I certainly get, I mean, I went through, I'm probably the opposite, although my parents didn't only pay for part of my education, but I went through and spent a whole bunch of money on education, wouldn't change it for the world, but there is definitely both a, uh, an, a tangible cost as well as an opportunity cost. And it yeah. sounds like for you, the, the path of going into the printing business was a great opportunity and one that just, or, you yeah. know, didn't make or sense to pass up at the time. And so, now you're very doing much, that, very much. <laughs> and so you were doing the the printing business, and you did that, I think, for about fifteen years. Is that right? Fifteen years, yeah, yeah. I did, uh, I did fifteen years, and then, you know, it was by then, you know, the digital side was trying to getting introduced, but at the, at the same time, the business that um, uh, my wife set up, a translation business, was was, you know, booming, and um, and and I was helping her on the side. Okay, it was getting a bit tired, and uh, but I was I was loving that as well. Um, but when we got a contract to do a, a job that would last probably 10, 12 months, I knew it was time to uh, give up my job for good and then join her for full, full time. So it was a bit of a, a decision of the spirit of the moment. Would I do it now? Probably not, because thinking about it what i know now we didn't have a purchase order for the contract we didn't have we didn't have any paperwork so it was all like so much excitement uh, and it was something that i wanted to do very much and uh, so didn't think too much about it handed in my notice two weeks later full time uh, on that on that project and we we done the project finished it successfully one and, uh, question it, just it, on that is so because uh, I mean you've been in the printing business as you said for about fifteen years and then with the, within a matter of a couple of weeks you'd given it or put in your notice jumped over to your wife's business full time and even mentioned that the timing maybe wasn't great UK was going through a bit of a recession you had a yeah 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 two small so what, kids yeah what was the motivation or reason what made you kind of within the space of two weeks go from hey I've been in the printing business for quite a, a good period of time fifteen years to jumping yeah. over to your wife's business. <laughs> Good question. Good question. I don't think it was logical. It was, I mean, it turned out to be very logical. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm glad I've done this. But at the time, thinking about it, it wasn't logical. It was more emotional. Because um, I always wanted to run my own business. I, I want, it wasn't the money. It was more like the, the freedom to make my own choices freedom to make my own decisions and um, so when the opportunity came up it wasn't logical we didn't we didn't open a spreadsheet and and made some calculations and it was none of that we said we said that's an opportunity here 
this contract, you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna happen again. You know, they, it's not gonna wait for us. And uh, he said, that's it. If you don't do it now, it'll be very hard to do it ten years later. You know, uh, because as you know, it's, it's natural that when people are younger, they're more energetic, and everything gets done a lot more easier and quicker. So we thought it's the time to do it. <laughs> and now, we never so, looked back. So. so now you said, okay, you know, it's the time, kind of the opportunity is now. It's going to be, you know, one that uh, it's the right time of life and, uh, you know, it makes sense. And so, you know, even if it's not necessarily all in your heart or head, but more in your heart, say, okay, I'm going to jump over, going to work with the wife on her business, take an opportunity of kind of running and, and doing it, oh, your own business yeah. opposed to working for yeah. someone else yeah. now. As you make that transition, you know, how did it go? Was it a great opportunity? You loved every minute of it? Was it stressful working with your wife? And was it hard to do through the UK? Or kind of how did that go for you as you decide, okay, I'm going to make that jump over? It went, it went, it went very interestingly. Um, we had two small kids and we were working from our home because we didn't have time to set up any office or anything like that. So because the project started and we had like French doors, so these are doors like with like lots of glass in between. So we had a, a, a dining room. So we closed the French doors and that was our office. Three, four, five computers, printers. And we had two small kids. And so we, we had to, luckily we found a, a babysitter, you know, childminder. So they were, it was very, <laughs> it was a traumatic experience, actually. <laughs> I'm laughing now, but it was at the time very hard. So we had two small children with the childminder sitting at the other side of the room with the French door closed, but we could see them. And every time phone rang, it's not like this now, you know, people are now very proud to say that I'm working from home. Please excuse if my children start crying or my cats start jumping around. At the time, it was really like hard to say, I'm working from home. So every time phone rang, we would say, children, be quiet, turn the TV down. And, and the poor children were sort of <laughs> trying to be quiet and everything. And so it was a kind of traumatic experience. And towards the end of the day, my daughter at the time, she was like four or five. And she would, <laughs> she would come to the door and say, mommy, mommy, why can't you come to this side? <laughs> so... It wasn't easy at all, but somehow we made it work. But because we wanted, to, we wanted it so much to to be to to run our own business, we made it work. But the first few years, it wasn't easy at all. I mean, once we finished that large project, we moved out of the house, so we you know we had our proper office and everything. But yeah, it wasn't easy at all. It was, but it was fun. It was fun because we did something was totally in our control and over the years we got the benefits from from that exercise so it was it was good so i would recommend it to anyone who's thinking about it and and you know it's very hard to make i had a friend a few years ago he wanted to start his own business and it was all about uh, you know spreadsheets calculations plans and plans and plans he was so busy doing planning he forgot his his gut feeling. He forgot, he, he kind of, all the planning, okay, I'm not suggesting you shouldn't plan. Definitely planning is important. But the planning shouldn't kill the passion. You know, the, the <laughs> so, so the, some of the decision has to be done on emotional basis, you know. 
So that's how we did it and it was hard, but I'm glad we, we did it. <laughs> No, I think that's awesome. I think that uh, definitely, you know, I think that that is uh, the thing. I, you know, I worked from a little bit similar to you, probably a little bit later in, in the, or later on. But uh, I also worked from home for a good uh, period of my career, and it was kind of the same thing. Now with you know COVID and people lockdowns and working from home, it's become a bit more normal that you know if you have a kid in the background or something's loud, that people are a lot more understanding. But for a while there, I had my office door, and the whole family knew that if the office door was shut, it means that you didn't come in. You listened before you know to, before you yeah. knocked, so it didn't <laughs> interrupt the meeting, and it was just part of the doing of that. But I think that it also presents that opportunity. You know, it's one that you got to work with your wife you got to be there with the kids a bit yeah, more yeah, and you got to just explore it and so that it sounds like it was a great uh, phase of the journey even if it wasn't all you know the e- easy road that everybody always thinks it no, is no. Now, it with never, that, I, oh go ahead I mean, you, you and i know you and i know it's never easy running your own business but you know if you have the passion to do it i think the difficulties soon are forgotten <laughs> Absolutely. So now I, I, and I couldn't agree more. So now as you've done that and you work there, how long did you work with your wife on her business? Well, we, I mean, we still, we still are working. Um, but what, what happened is, I mean, that's been, uh, that's going back now. We just, we, this is our 30th year. This mm-hmm. is our 30th year. So, you know, it's a big year for us, you know, round numbers, you know, it must be, we're going to create a bit of a buzz around it. I mean, the, the business has evolved tremendously in, in 30 years. Um, now, I had the pleasure of uh, stepping back to write my book. That was uh, April last year. And uh, so I wrote my book. It's been published, Good Business in Any Language. I think I'm proudly displaying my <laughs> the banner behind me. And uh, so that was published in Amazon um, uh, in October last year. And because it worked so well, and during that time, the business grew, you know, so I said, I said to my, my colleagues, I said, guys, you don't need me. You know, <laughs> you, you have grown the business. And, and of course, the purpose of the book and, and the podcast that you kindly mentioned that I'm running, is all about promoting the business. So I said, you, you don't need me anymore. So, so what we did, the arrangement that which was temporary, we made it permanent. A colleague who was um, an acting managing director, you know, uh, we promoted her to to be the managing director. So I've taken a, a role to really develop the business further, try to reach even a wider circle of uh, potential customers, uh, and also not just business, but also do more of our uh, charity charity type of work because we've been running this uh, translation competition with three universities for the last nine years, which we are something very proud of because we are such a small company, but we've been doing this for nine years. And every, it takes about a month, but it means at least like it's a month of a couple of our team members. So, you know, they have to step back and coordinate this, trans- this competition. But it's very rewarding because the students who take part, they find jobs and they come back and say, thank you, we've done this now. You got students who graduated, worked for Apple, Facebook, some of the larger companies, and it makes us really proud. So yeah, it is a um, business is, is, has evolved tremendously. Uh, we, we are a team. We have an office in, in Turkey now, uh, so the the tools we use and everything is is all um, 
based on uh, working remotely. So yeah, it is a. Uh, it's good that things have uh, evolving, and we are just you know keeping up pace with the changes. No, and that uh, definitely sounds like it's been a, a good uh, evolution as well. Now, one question I had that you, that you jumped over, I think, a bit or in this conversation, but we talked a little bit before uh, the podcast on, was that you also had um, a, I think it was you if, you, if I remember right, that got in a ski accident, which also gave you the time to sit back and reflect a yes, bit more, which yes. was part of the, the yes. genesis for making that transition and doing some of the podcasts and the books. Very Is that good. right? Very much, very much, David. Because um, in 2009, I mean, I love skiing and, and you know, I love stuff to do with adrenaline running, you know. And um, in 2009 Christmas, I never forget that. Skiing with my daughter in French Alps, I had this awful accident. <laughs> and uh, and um, so it was, it was, you know, quite, quite bad. Luckily, it was attended straight away broke my hip, but it was so badly broken, I was advised to lay down for six months because some of the hip accidents, after two, three months, they ask you to step on it because as the, there's this pressure on the bones, it, it helps it heal better because of the blood circulation and everything. But mine was broken so badly, they said, you can't step on it. And so six months, I, I had to lay still. Only time that I could, I was allowed to, to move is when I went to the uh, the, the laboratory, and uh, and any time that was really just moving from one place to another, and 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 the other six months was on crutches, so that's like twelve months, and during that time, it, it I had an opportunity to reflect, and I realized that the having a, a network of great people around me, not just my family, my family was great. I mean, you know, my wife. You know, she couldn't do enough. And it was a lot of hard work. And um, family, of course, they was grateful to them. But also my colleagues, they, they all stepped up. You know, I, I couldn't go to work. When I went to work after six months, I had like a, 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 like a chair there for me. Everyone was like trying to welcome me and everything. But what made me really sort of, um, almost like at the time I was very tearful even, that the business continued, the colleagues stepped up, and I said, you know, this is, so the life is about making connections and building bridges and everything. So, you know, after that year, we, we started the uh, competition. Uh, we also do a lot of charity work. So, you know, it, 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 it has made a, a fundamental effect on my, <laughs> on my approach, you know, having people around you, is so important and and i realized that i was so lucky that you know so i said what can we do so that people who are not that lucky that how can we make some change in their lives so yeah that was really an accident that i'm trying to forget but in certain ways in certain ways it was interesting that it happened which enabled me to do things that i'm doing now Oh, it sounds like, so you know, it was, it, certainly you wouldn't ever want to, if you had the decision to go through the accident, sound pretty painful and a long, or long path to recovery, but also sounds like it gave you, gave you a lot of time to, 
to reflect and yeah. to, to yeah. think about, uh, you know, kind of the next phase and the next direction, which leads you to now where you're um, getting, doing the podcast, you're writing a book, you're looking at a bit more charitable yeah. organizations as well as still continuing to, to work on and assist with the, the business and doing some of those things. So that definitely sounds like it was a, a good uh, pivotal point for, for yourself along your journey. Yeah, yes, yeah, definitely. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, as we, uh, as we, so now as we kind of get to where we're at in the, in the present, and that kind of brings us to where you're at now, I always like to transition and uh, have a couple questions always ask at the end of each journey or to, to bringing it to the, the present, uh, present time. So the first question I always ask is, along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made? And what'd you learn from it? <laughs> well, good question. I don't think that was one. There was a few, few bad decisions. <laughs> I think one of the the one of the um, it's, it's hard to say one, but there's a particular one that actually I was talking to somebody today about this. It was a uh, we had we had a we had somebody worked for us for like six months, and it was really good chemistry there. Because what I like, Devin, is that when I choose a, a team member to join the company. And the values, the core values are so important because we need to have the same core values. And, and you know, everything else can be secondary. But if there are no core values, then there's, there's no connection. So we had the right core values and everything, but somehow we couldn't hold on to them. Now, knowing what I know now, I should have, had, have tried everything to make sure that they stayed with the company. So that's probably one of one of my. Uh, uh, it was like not I didn't decide to let him go, but I I didn't do enough for them to stay on. So it was, yeah, it was it was something I regret. And what I learned from that is that if I see a good people that matches our core values, make sure stay, do everything to make sure that they stay with the company. No, I think that there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, there isn't always a trade-off. You're not always, or sometimes employees, you just can't match the salary expectations or can't provide the opportunity. And there are reasons why they leave. But oftentimes you don't realize the value of the employee or the amount of contribution they make until they're gone. And then you're saying, hey, that was yeah. something that yeah. I probably should have tried harder to keep them around. So I think that there's yeah. certainly a, an understandable mistake to make, but also a great one to learn from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we get, I think we get wiser, you know, as as we get older. And I mean, I definitely that's for me. You're 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 a young man, um, but yeah, I'm getting. I can see that I'm getting wiser as I'm getting older, and it's it's easier to talk about the mistakes that I did, uh, whereas at the time it, it probably wasn't that easy <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> No, and I think it's, uh, you know, it's always one where sometimes we want to forget our mistakes or we want to move on from them and certainly understandable why, but a lot of times that's where we get a lot of the, the learning uh, that comes about that we then are able to uh, better run the business afterwards. So I think that yeah. it's one where uh, it makes sense to, to appreciate you sharing it. Second question I'll always ask is, if you're talking to somebody that's just getting into a startup or a small business, what'd be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Well, my one one i mean there's there's many as you know there there many things that we can say based on our experience probably what i would suggest to them is that have a niche 
you know, it's, it's so important to have a niche, even a micro niche, because like many, many business, uh, many, many business people, we, I was afraid to lose customers. So what, what it then, it led me to be a generalist. So for instance, we do localization services. We translate from English into many languages and many languages into English. Um, the having a speciality, now I realize is so important, not just for, for my industry, which is localization, but for anything, having a niche. If you're a personal trainer, have a niche, you know, working with certain age group or, or achieving something for, for, for certain maybe gender or, or age group or, or certain disabilities. If you're a doctor, having a niche. I mean, uh, the doctors are probably the, the, the best example. If I have a serious condition, I don't go to my family doctor. I go to the specialist. And, and now I realize that this applies to everything. But I was too worried initially to have a niche, thinking that I will lose customers by having a niche or micro niche. But now I realize that was totally wrong. So my advice is whatever your profession is, whatever uh, the industry you're in, have a niche that makes such a big difference. No, and I think that that uh, definitely is a great piece of advice. And I think that to your point, a lot of times you worry that if you have a niche or that you you have a focus, that then you'll miss out on that other business that could have come through your door yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're they're gonna you're too niche down. And yet, on the other hand, I think that it helps to differentiate yourself and set, or set you apart. As if you have that niche, then people know why they should come to you and why you're different than the competition. So I think that's yeah, a great yeah. takeaway. Well, as we wrap up the podcast, if people want to reach out to you, they want to be a customer, they want to be a client, they want to read your book, they want to listen to your podcast, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above, what's the best way to reach out to you, contact you, find out more? Thanks. Thanks for asking, David. I really appreciate that. Well, I'd love to offer a free download of my book, Good Business in Any Language, to your listeners. They can visit Levant dot team that is levant l-e-v-e-n-t dot team t-e-a-m and there they can uh, download the uh, the the ebook free of charge or they can purchase the um, kindle version from amazon and there are some also goodies as well otherwise i'm available on uh, linkedin i'll be more than happy to answer any questions anyone throws at me or anybody wants to connect Talking about international trade, localization, I'll be more than happy to reply to all any, any listeners that, that would like to connect with me. Awesome. I definitely encourage people to reach out, connect, and, uh, and, and uh, utilize your, your services as well as uh, take advantage of the, the ebook that you, uh, that you offered. And so definitely uh, encourage people to, to connect there. Well, thank you again, Levin, for coming on the podcast. It's been a fun. It's been a pleasure. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if you have your own journey to tell and you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, feel free to go to inventiveguest.com and apply to be on the show. Also, as a listener, make sure to click subscribe, share, listen, um, review, because we want to make sure that everyone finds out about all of these awesome episodes. And last but not least, if you ever need help with your patents, your trademarks, or anything else with your business, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Well, thank you again, Levin, and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Thank you, Devin. It was a great pleasure to, to be on the show.